Welcome to the Dr. Living Good Podcast, which exists to equip you with real health solutions to make health simple. This simple blood test will tell you if you've been breaking down clots inside of your body. I'm also gonna show you exactly how you can naturally support this fight against blood clots a lot of people dealing with virus clotting, post medical intervention clotting. Here's the test to get, diving right into it, a D-dimer test, okay? This is a test that measures D-dimer, which is a protein fragment that your body makes when a blood clot dissolves in your body. We have a clot, it breaks down. D-dimer is normally undetectable or only detectable at a very low level unless your body is forming and breaking down significant blood clots. So this would be an easy one to focus on. Now, it is very, very viral related. Here is a study I covered in my immune masterclass and you can find information about that masterclass and that mini course below. But these tests, lymphocytes, CRP, lactate, dehydrogenase, D-dimer, abdominal fat, that, when those were present, when those tests were positive, when D-dimer was off, when your C-reactive protein was off, these people at risk were getting put into the hospital, intensive care, or worse. So we know when it comes to viral health, these are huge numbers to look at. D-dimer will literally tell you if you have that issue going on. And CRP would see it be a secondary one because that's gonna tell you if you actually have damage to your heart muscle, even more important than cholesterol numbers, probably even more important than you know a calcification score. So I'm gonna break those things down and walk you through. Okay, if you are dealing with clots, what are the different types? What are the warning signs? Obviously, if you're suspecting you have one, get medical attention. The herbs you can put in to help naturally fight these things and what you can do on your own to help fight them and understand the testing a little bit. Make sure you're testing D-dimer, very important. If you're suspecting clotting, I just talk a lot about viruses because that's the question I get the most about it, but you could just simply have blood clotting issues or family history of it. And then also give you some resources for placking in the arteries just the same. Let's dive in to some of the solutions that you can be doing. This will give you a breakdown right here. Here we go. Okay, quick understanding of blood clots in the arm, in the leg, uh, the, there's a deep vein one or there's a pulmonary embolism that's gonna be more in the lung, okay? So you wanna be aware of if it's really warm on the skin, if you have swelling, if there's redness or discoloration of the skin, pain and tenderness, that's the warning sign you have, especially in the calf is where we commonly see them. Could also be the leg or the arm as well, all right? Contact medical you know, consultation or emergency care if you believe that you might have one of these because there's nothing to mess around with, obviously. The pulmonary embolisms are ones that get in the lungs and get blood clots in the lungs. Okay. These can be very detrimental. Difficulty breathing, coughing up blood, faster than normal or regular heartbeat, chest pain, if these are starting to clot up inside of the body. Okay. The virus, medications, medical interventions create a lot of these problems that go on. So they start testing you. They maybe want to put you on a blood thinner. Maybe you're on a blood thinner right now. Here's some education about it. All right. And so your doctor may use some of these, all of these uh, additional tests to really be looking at, okay, pinpoint, do you have an issue? A lot of people ask me, what can I do about about my blood clotting problem and my blood thinner, I don't wanna be on it. I'm like, well, how, you gotta understand how they're measuring it, okay? So number one, D-dimer is on your side now to know, are you breaking down clots? That means you have clots, so you're still clotting, okay? So that would be a good one to know, like you're in a clotting state. A medication might not be a bad idea in that state because you don't wanna be getting clots and then having them go to your lungs or in your legs. So now you understand that. Then over time, if D-dimer is getting better, what is the doctor monitoring to know how much medication to give you and when you should need the medication, right? So just like a blood pressure, if 
blood pressure is normal, then I'm having the conversation with the doctor to say, hey, can, can we try backing off of this or even you know potentially coming off of it if my problem is fixed because I've been working out or I've been doing breathing or I've been doing you know lots of other blood pressure remedies that we teach, right? So that's the same case with blood thinning and blood clotting, right? So we go back to it, prothrombin time evaluates the ability to clot. Your international normalized ratio ensures that the results for the prothrombin time test to test are the same from one lab to another. Okay, so you wanna make sure they're equal, especially if you're at different doctors or different times. And then your partial thromboplastin time, PTT, determines if blood thinning therapy is effective. So now you're equipped with these three, PT, INR to make sure it's you know correct, and then PTT to see if the treatment is actually doing what it's supposed to do. If you have these numbers, you can now understand, okay, how is my condition doing? So then if you go and you start using omega-3s, or you add in cinnamon, you could then go back to the testing and say, hey, does it have an impact? Could I lower the use of rat poison, warfarin? Or maybe you're on Eliquest, but these have a lot of side effects. Go read the side effect page on drugs.com of these drugs. So we've got to have a baseline first. So once you sort of understand this, now we're being smart, right? We understand the risks. Seek medical attention if you have them. Measure your D-dimer. That's the main number to look at to know do you have clots that are you know, being formed. You're already on a blood thinner. Okay, now we got a way to measure it so we can start making changes. Look at this. I made this nice little page for you. Here's the foods I would focus on, okay? Now, fish oil, high in DHA, high in EPA. I, I'm not telling you you have to take these. If you're on a blood thinner, what never makes sense to me, just my philosophy, okay, the lens I look through, is people say I can't take omegas or turmeric or cinnamon or some of these things I'm talking about because I'm on a blood thinner. And I'm like... <laughs> Well, if we understood the numbers, I would want to work with the doctor, not me, I can't tell you to do this, to work with the doctor to say, hey, if we're measuring those numbers, can I try to insert in some of these foods and clean up my lifestyle so that number gets better and then I don't have to use as much of the drug? That, so if you're interested in that, these are some of the foods that you can consider and then talk to your doctor about based on your numbers, okay? So fish oil, EPA, DHA, 750 milligrams a day is what I'd be taking. That'd be equivalent to like a baby aspirin, right? Maybe you could replace if you were taking a baby aspirin because that's the number one, one of the number one causes for stomach dysfunction. It creates stomach ulcers. It creates stomach cancers. It's really hard on the kidneys and the liver. That's one that you could have that conversation with and maybe replace it, okay? Now, turmeric, same thing, can have that effect. Some people have some sensitivities maybe to it, so you have to watch that. But the emulsified version of turmeric allows you to take way, way less of it and it gets into your blood to actually be used. That's the whole point. So a lot of people are taking powdered turmeric and then they have to take like pepper to irritate the stomach to try to get it absorbed. And they're not absorbing very much of it. It's not what you take, it's what you absorb. Emulsified turmeric. So I take the omega-3 uh, fish oil with the turmeric when they're emulsified together. That's what gets it even more absorption, anti-inflammatory properties, but also helps out the blood, okay? The link for that is in the description so you can learn more. All right, next, ginger. Fantastic for lowering inflammation, soothing the gut. Very good for the blood. Pineapple, specifically bromelain. My dad had uh, a high intake of this to help out his blood because he had a vasculitis issue, inflammation of the blood vessels. Okay, next, casea cinnamon. Now, both cinnamons, fantastic, but this one's gonna have more of a natural occurring warfarin in it to actually thin the blood out. Now, isn't that interesting? Why don't doctors that want to put you on warfarin suggest casea cinnamon first? I would, I would, I would rather see if that works. Now, if you're in a life-threatening situation, I, I just, you know, I get the balance of what I'm saying here. But it's like, wow, maybe you should have that conversation or see what it does to your numbers, right? I add it to the, my coffee every morning just to help give the extra blood pressure lowering. 
and blood impact. Grapeseed extract, another good one. Also good for placking and cholesterol. Garlic, same. Good for the blood, very heart healthy. And your veggies, which can give you a bolster and a boost for vitamin E, the mother of all antioxidants, to help with oxidation that would be happening in the blood. All right, now from a lifestyle focus, here's some activities to be focusing on. Rebounding, this is mini trampoline jumping. Improves blood flow. And a couple of minutes is fantastic. Uh, in our lifestyle members area, we actually have to whole workouts on this, but I put a video in the description that you can click on and just see me walk through the art of rebounding. In a mini trampoline, I have one at our office, I have one at home, helps with blood flow, helps with limb flow. So that'd be an easy thing to stimulate some of that blood flow, okay? If you're in the middle of a blood clot, you have swollen leg, hot leg, you know you have a blood clot, I wouldn't be rebounding, okay? So some of this stuff is not like in the middle of a clot, but once you get through it, now you're like, what are you just gonna live the rest of your life on a blood thinner and then you just be freaked out about blood clots? What can we do to help that blood flow that might be getting sluggish? That would work along with workouts. I do 10 minute workouts, that's what I teach. High intensity, short duration, very good for blood flow, okay? Let's avoid crossing your legs. How about that? Let's give some guidance there. Less leg crossing. How about elevating your legs, especially when you're sleeping or when you're watching TV? Okay, get some blood flow going back to the heart. Help out those pumps a little bit. Dry brushing. So this is the act of literally using a you know big brush that women you probably use on your hair, maybe men too, and then you brush the legs. It's got kind of the, the tough bristles on it, right? And you run along the legs. It's gonna leave kind of the scraping. If I was to scratch your skin and it left a mark, okay? You go from the ankle towards the heart, from the foot towards the heart, and you brush the legs, this is really good. Right after you get out of the shower, you can just leave one sitting there. And when you get out, dry brush stimulates blood flow back to the heart, helps out the lymph system as well. Next, uh, I like bioflavonoids. Now they're found in the Energize. The link for that is in the description below. Rutin, hesperidin, and quercetin, but especially rutin and hesperidin. Very good for blood vessel support blood flow support. And that electrolyte powder also has vitamin C, which is also very good for blood vessel support. So some nutrients found in citrus fruits that you could be putting into your regimen that's gonna help support blood vessel. Acerola cherries high in vitamin C and these. Uh, I like you know, lemons, limes, put them in your water. Good for your liver, very good for your blood vessels. Or do higher doses of vitamin C and these actual bioflavonoids. Okay. Now, how much of those do you get on a daily basis? I do anywhere from 20 milligrams to 100 milligrams on a daily basis of bioflavonoids. Just by intaking uh, my vitamin C or my Energizer, I just do them in a supplemental form. Um, you can certainly be doing like a whole, the whole video on lemon water. That's going to give you quite a bit of it and it's going to help the liver out. So those are some options. Now, from a cholesterol supporting perspective to help with this that dynamic of blood vessel clotting, garlic, grapeseed extract, vitamin E, all three are fantastic. Plant sterols are very good for this. I avoid uh, red yeast rice now because statin drugs are actually created off of red yeast rice. And there is a study that does show there can cause some side effects. Not, you're not a bad person if you are taking it, but I like plant sterols a lot. Uh, those are fantastic. The research behind them and lowering uh, the LDLs and the cholesterols, garlic's fantastic. If you don't like the taste of it, then uh, you could go with a supplemental form as well as grapeseed extract and vitamin E. So um, there's a link in the description for more information about those. You can understand some of the dosages of it as well. And then finally, the omega, the turmeric. Um, I like taking those two together. The fish oils, you can eat it. You can eat it in the, you know, eating fish. You can you can uh, take in turmeric in a powder form, but the emulsified is gonna get it absorbed a little bit better. So there's some focuses and some foods for you. Okay, I taught this during our heart health workshop with hundreds of thousands of people. I wanted to re-bring this up here. Now, from your testing, you have your PT, your PTT, and your INR, right? Right here. 
okay? So you can test those. Ferritin is a really good one. Ferritin measures the weight of your blood, to, to say it simple. If your blood is too heavy, you're at stroke risk. You're at clot risk. The remedy, give blood. So you want to see ferritin below 100. If it's high, you can give blood. Help some people out and help your blood out. Fibrinogen might be an option. ESR is very common. That'll essentially measure, along with platelets, how much inflammation is in your blood. The more inflamed you are, the more sticky it is, the more clotting occurs. And then D-dimer. So these are the ones to really look at to make sure that you're digging into uncovering your blood clots if you have calcified arteries, right? This placking that's building up. You maybe get a calcium score, right? And it's no, no to a lot of calcification depending on your score. What do you do when this starts to happen? Because clotting occurs here too, calcification occurs. Well, I made a whole separate video on understanding and how to reverse the clogging of arteries. So there's a lot of resources in the description below and check out this reversing clogged arteries and the calcification problem just as well. Hey, it's Dr. Living it here. Thank you so much for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, it would mean the world to me to please leave a positive rating and a review. That way we can continue to get this message out to help people all over the world experience real health. See you next time.